this is Deidre Barksdale Garcia, and welcome to another edition of Kegels and Kids. And I have my wonderful co-host with me. Co-host now. You're, well, you this is <laughs> the third one, and you've been on on two of them, so I think it officially makes you a co-host. Okay, I can do that. It's a promotion. I, I I like to get a promotion. Just say thank you. Thank you. So <laughs> we wanted to talk a little bit. We get a lot of questions about like parenting and just kind of how it relates to our marriage and our relationship. And I think it all is kind of hand in hand. Like you can't have one with us and not have the other because parenting and our relationship and it all is just kind of. That's who we are. So enmeshed. Yeah, it is who we are. And so we had a little situation this evening and we've kind of been dealing with this for a little bit, I think about, and, and let's just call it what it is. I call it the good cop, bad cop syndrome. And I think that it just like affects our parenting. It's it's literally our parenting styles, right? Right. So you want to tell the folks what happened this evening? That the reason oh, that, that we're having this conversation. So it's that apparently our children think that they can ask me to about doing something a couple different times, even though I tell them no. They keep asking me, and then as soon as you say no, they just stop. They don't right. ask. So you're the bad cop, I'm the good cop, apparently. Yeah, because I think in a nutshell what happens is our children are doing a lot of limit testing. But I think here's the thing. Number one, I don't like being labeled the bad cop because I'm the one who can – and it's unfair to me because it makes me come in and I'm the bad guy all the time. So what happened even this evening was our son, who's nine, was asking his dad multiple times if he and his sister could sleep in the playroom after they had made a fort. And history shows that that does not go well for anybody because none of us get any sleep because they're up and down and then they're fighting and then, you know, nobody, they're talking, she's talking to me, I'm talking to her, whatever. It's a, it's a clusterfuck. So we really can't do it on like a spur. It's got to be like a buildup, like. Somebody's got to have taken a nap during the day and it's it's also got to not be on a work night. Yeah. On a weeknight. So. I got to work in the morning right. and we got, we got to get up early. And, and also blah, blah, blah. they're tired and then they're assholes and then I got to do all yeah. that. So then and it, what happened was we said no. So you said no like six times. That was like three times. It was like six. And so, so, I, <laughs> so times, when uh, I came in the room, I had to say no. And then I'd say, okay, everybody go to bed. Everybody in their rooms, everybody go to bed. We're done for the night. And it immediately what happened when I said it? Oh, everybody flipped the fuck out. <laughs> they didn't flip the fuck out. What do you mean? Well, yeah, well, no, your daughter did. Well, because she still goes toe to toe with me. She does not understand the hierarchy. But <laughs> <laughs> she does. She doesn't understand that you're you're back out. No, she gives zero fucks about what I'm trying to she's, discipline. She's four going on, or she's almost four going on twenty five. Exactly. She give a shit. So but, basically yeah, your son listened and then he came and apologized to me. Yeah. But okay. So here's the problem here. Here is the problem. So you entertain a lot of dialogue with the kids when it comes to respond, like being a disciplinarian, you do a lot of back and forth talking and I feel like it almost gives them because I don't, and it, but see, it makes it come off across as if I don't listen to them. As if I don't hear them out, and I do, but what I want them to understand is when I say no, I mean no, and then I don't want to have to keep repeating myself. 
Yeah, my point when after so we had a conversation after all this happened, after we put the kids to bed, mm-hmm. and we had a conversation where we were saying, well, why do the kids maybe limit test more with me than they do with you? Mm-hmm. And I and I was talking about how I don't, you know, even though I tell Roman no, I don't necessarily like shut it down right away because he's going to ask questions. And if he was really super excited to try to spend the night in the in the playroom, you know, I wanted to, you know, give him an opportunity to explain why and try to understand why I was saying no, um, versus just shutting it down, even though I knew he wasn't going to happen. And so I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard. I get what you're saying. And we've talked about this already, but mm-hmm. I get what you're saying as far as not, not letting them limit test because then it puts you in a bad situation. Well, as, I think as, it, as, as the person who comes in and just kind of shuts it down right, right. away because you don't like to hear them arguing with you you're looking at it as arguing with me and sometimes they are especially mm-hmm. roman mm-hmm. our son but other times it's yeah i'm trying to understand his point of view and give him a chance to maybe lay out why he thinks he should be able to do x y and z even though we you know, we've already told him that he probably isn't going to be able to do that or won't be able to do that. So I get that to a point. I get that we don't want to ever feel like we're, they're not being heard. I think that that's important because we're, we are a family that communicates openly. So I think that we really foster that with the kids. I think the problem is that they they need to learn the appropriate time and way to argue. Well, not even argue, but to just state their point. But I think when they're certain and they're at that point now where I think they're young and I think it's confusing because I don't think they recognize when we say no, we're saying no. And that's the end of the discussion. I understand hearing you, but when I give a final answer, I'm giving a final answer. And I think that's part of it. The other part that I think that makes it hard on me is that it makes it seem like I am the like perpetual killjoy. Like, I'm always going to be the one that's shutting stuff down. I don't ever get to be the fun one. I think that's something that you do a lot with them. You're always the buddy. You're always the, you know, the the playmate you are. And so it makes it come across as, I see the look you're giving me. So it makes it come across like I'm always the bad guy and so I be don't. The, but be the playmate then. But I can't be the playmate when you're always the playmate. No, you can be the Because we playmate. can't all be I running around I here having yeah. fun. This is not like. Yeah. Why not? Because then we can't. Somebody has to be able to run stuff. Well, and the house will still run. Somebody but, has to be the adult and say you can't, can't do you that. I don't have a problem with the playing, but I have a problem with when it's time to do something. They don't take you seriously because it's almost as if a friend is telling them something. A friend is no, telling I'm, them I'm, it's time to go to bed. Well, I'm more than their friend though, so. Okay, but now's not the time to be their friend. You can't be friends with them right now. They're not your buddy. Why not? I'm your buddy. You are my friend. You're my right. best friend. I'm your best friend, but our children are not in a place to be You're a my friend. best friend with benefits. You, wink, I am your friend with benefits. Nudge. I know. Or, yeah, weak wink nudge. But I think that we are confusing them. When you try to be a friend too soon to kids, they don't understand your role. And I think that as parents, there has to be a very clear role as to what part we play in their lives. And it's not that you have to walk around here like we're the warden. I'm not the warden, but I'm certainly the one who's guiding you in a direction that you need to understand. There's a level of respect that comes with what I do. There's a level of authority 
in my decision making and you need to respect that. But what we're what you're doing is you're setting this kind of expectation that when you say no, there's still a lot of wiggle room. I'm still going to say what I need to say. And it'd be, but dad, but dad, but dad, but dad. And it becomes this thing where then he never shuts down because he doesn't recognize the word no. You got your head all cocked to no, the I don't, side. I don't, I don't Are know. you letting I, that I, all sink in? No, I'm not letting it all sink in. I'm, I hear what you say, but I'm not going to always fully disagree, fully agree with you. I think that with our children, I, I, I want to be able to give them a voice and let them be heard. And I don't just, I'm not a buckle. I'm not a belt. I don't just buckle, right? So, mm. no, that, that's not true. So, but you're, so don't tell me that there isn't times where you just say, okay, we're the kids, and not, not even nag you, but our daughter likes to nag people when she doesn't get her way. She emotionally waterboards you. Right. <laughs> right. She just whines and cries for. Until you just go, fuck it. Whatever you want right. so, is easier than listening so to So you this. might think you say no all the time, and I think you probably do that more with Roman than you do with our daughter. Well, okay. So, so I she's probably, three. She's, she's still kind of the baby. So, so, we're so don't, don't, don't tell me that you're, that I'm the only one that, that actually get did you know gets told no and then kind of gives in. So I would say lion's share of the time that you are the one who's giving in. I would say that it ends up being me. But see, okay, here's the problem. Well, so why I, why do you always want to say no? I don't always want to say no. I don't. But always that's I think that's no. how the kids the kids if we forget the kids are gonna think about it. What do you remember when you were growing up, though? That mom you, was you, a raging bitch, and no, dad was the no, no, no. Dad I'm saying, was what do you, what do you remember about your parents? Oh, what do up? I remember about do you, my do parents? Do you remember? Do you remember the times you were told yes, or do you remember the times that you were told no? I, can... I remember. Oh my gosh, that's a really good question. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you remember the most? The time that you didn't get one of your Cabbage Patch Kids dolls that you told me the okay, story on. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> or do you remember? Or do you remember the times that you were told, "Oh yeah, yeah, you can go ahead and do that." I feel like majority of the time I was told yes, but I was very indulged as a child. I really didn't. What I, honest to God, I was I was really indulged, but I was a really good kid for the most part. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I heard. Sure. I think considering the things. Okay, for the most part, I was a good kid. I was a good kid. Let me clarify. I was a good kid. I was not a good teenager. Okay. Huge well, difference. That, yeah, we're so, not talking about the teenagers. Okay, so you huge difference. So, our kids not are not teenagers. That's a, that's yet, a so. different. That's a different discussion. Yeah, I was that's a like a horrible that's like a teenager. In eight years. Yeah, I was a horrible. I was a horrible over, teenager. So they're not going to be able to get away with shit because I did it all. But I I was very indulged as a child. My parents didn't say no to me a lot, only because of the way that they were brought up. So because you know my dad had thirteen brothers and sisters, and you know, it was a, it was a, it's too many folks. What are they, Duggars? Are they, you the, know are they the black Duggars? <laughs> Why are we going to talk about color? I think <sighs> that my grandparents were trying to repopulate the earth or they didn't have a television. So either way, he had 13 brothers and sisters. He's the oldest. And then my mom came from a, a very broken home with my mm. grandfather getting married a couple of different times and she was living with him and her mom passing away. It was just, it was a mess. So I think my parents worked really hard to give my sister and I a really good 
I mean, literally everything that they didn't have, they provided for us. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a lot, but when, but I would say out of my parents and here's my concern out of my parents, my dad would then have been deemed the bad cop because he was saying no most of the time. And I do remember. So I, so I, I remember that he was more of that disciplinarian than my mom was. My mom is still and always has been kind of the dialogue one who we talk to and you could plead your case. You could say whatever you needed to say. So I have the, I'm the, we're in the, the same roles that your parents yeah. did, but it's just no. Just call me John. You're, you're, no, <laughs> no, thank you. So why 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 is that? So your mom was the person. So why I'm I'm doing what I guess similar to what she would have done is been the person to listen more. So why why is that a challenge? Because I think there's there's no order in the chaos of you constantly. I don't want to say I'm constantly doing anything. Being the fun guy. Okay, but I would say that when it comes to, like, for example, so our daughter in the bathtub literally could stay in there all day. Literally could stay in there all day. And I'm... She's having a good time. Okay, water's getting cold, and you're sitting in dirty-ass water. At some point, you need to remove yourself. So I, the other day... You said, babe, let me give her her bath. And so I said, thank you. I appreciate it. I came in. I was doing other stuff. You were in the bathtub, and I heard you say to her, Sig, you've got three minutes. You start putting your toys away. And she said, no, I want one minute. This is from a chick who can't even tell time, <laughs> but still was, like, committed to being nasty. And you said, okay, I'm going to give you five minutes, I think you said, and then you got to get out. So I literally, I looked at the clock because I wanted to know. I wanted to see how this was going to go. I was testing you guys. Five minutes. And you, yeah, five minutes. And you said to her. Shit, you were doing an experiment or something? What the, oh, my God. Okay. I wanted to prove a point. So five minutes. And you said, okay, Sig, time to start putting your toys away. And she goes, no, I'm not putting my toys away. And she said, I want three more minutes. And you said, baby and then you started like and that's your thing you kind of go baby and you're like coaxing her and you go it's time to get out of the tub and then this went on back and forth with the two of you for an additional 10 minutes it was so what a, would you have done just grab her and pull her right no out i would have said five minutes make the most of your time right now and then i'm going to give you a warning and it's time to get out that's what I would have done. So what I do with her is I say, you got five minutes at the three minute mark. I say, okay, we need to start putting toys away. We need to start cleaning up. And so she knows, okay, mom. So I'm saying to her at five minute mark, okay, that was your time. Start putting your things away now. Make good choices. I always say that to the kids, right? Make good choices. And they start putting their stuff away. And then she's out of the tub. You guys got like a whole song and dance going on. And she's in there. She'd be fucking like waterlogged. She's going to be... She's going to be like, you know, Daryl Hannah from Splash trying to a damn mermaid in the tub because you won't take her out because you're so afraid to upset her. I wasn't afraid of upsetting her. So what is it? Why? Why? Okay. Beyond the whole, I just want to dialogue with the kids, which is very kumbaya of you. Beyond all of that, what is your reason by not being, okay, so you're, I'm going to flip the script. Here's, the, I'm going to flip the script. Out of your childhood, do you remember more of the times you heard yes and you said, then you heard no? I, I think I remember more of the times that I was allowed to do stuff versus the times that I wasn't. Okay, so in your household, who was the disciplinarian? Who was the oh, bad cop? I, I mean, if it was going to be my dad, if anything. Okay. A military guy. Well, yeah, okay. But you say military guy, but your dad's not like 
strict military guy. He could kill you with a comb. He's fucking military. <laughs> Very violent. I'm just saying. He's military, but he wasn't like he wasn't like we didn't have to kill you with a comb. We was we we didn't have to like make our beds every morning or anything like that. It wasn't all like that. But I mean, he was a disciplinarian when he was, you know, when he wasn't traveling for work and stuff like that. So yeah. Okay, so I think so. What what is the resolution so here? So, what so, are we, so maybe where are we maybe going we have our, our history, our our experience growing up as children plays a part in how we parent. Of course, I think the so, way that you were parented either tells you how you want to parent or how you don't want to parent. Okay, and I so, think I had excellent parents, but I think there are my parents were very young, and so I think that there's some things that my mom and dad did that. As an older parent, since we had our kids well into our 30s, I think that as older parents, there are some things that my mom and dad did that I would say, that didn't work. I wouldn't have done that. Or, you know what I mean? Because I feel like my parents were still in their early 20s when they had us. Mm -hmm. And so they can't, like, even my mom was like, she can't relate to me as a parent in my 40s because the decision making and and just, you know, where where you are in life is so different. But I do believe that there are things that they do that I do in my head when we say, when I say it to the children, that I go, oh my God, I just turned into my dad. Right. Well, or, we all have that. We all have that. Yeah. We realize like that, wow, okay. That's, I would never have told my kids not to leave the refrigerator, refrigerator door open. Right. Or whatever. Like, but that's the same stuff my dad used to tell Don't me. Don't touch right? the air conditioning unless you're paying the bill. Right. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. So shut the door. Turn off the lights. Turn even <laughs> the lights on, right? So Why is you your music so loud? No, we still listen to really loud music. Yeah. We're not that old. Um, But I think that, I, okay, so my, I think what happens is because I see, for me, my way of thinking is I see how I relate to my parents based on how I felt like as a kid. And I'm afraid for some of that to feed over into our kids with us, with me specifically. Does that make sense? So yeah, it does. because I feel like with my mom, I feel like I can call her and literally talk to her about anything with my dad. There are times when I still seem to like regress to a nine year old girl with him. And I'm a 42 year old woman. My fear is that the kids will start to relate to us that way, but it's not because I love my dad. I love my dad a lot. I love my dad. I have a very close relationship with him, but I remember him being that parent. And I wonder for him, did he want to be more fun, but somebody couldn't always be the good guy. And then maybe that's where we're stuck. Yeah. So that's kind of shitty, right? So yeah. how do we how do we get through that? How do we how do we even it out so we're both we both can be why why can't we just be I don't know. So I think in a perfect like, world like, like, we, we both can play good cop and bad cop depending on the scenario or depending yeah. on the situation. So I think we need to maybe it would be helpful for me would be if I felt like you were picking up some of the weight and the load of being the bad cop sometimes. If you worked to be a little bit more um, of the disciplinarian and then maybe pulled a little slack off of me in that sense. So, and then on the flip side of that, let me finish. Okay, okay. And then on the, on the flip side of that, maybe, no, I'm not done with my okay, thought. And maybe on to my part, I need to then work to be less of the authoritarian and focus more on having fun with the kids. So if you and did, I still wasn't done. I mean, <laughs> 
ahead. I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna be quiet. I will point to you when it's your turn. Please do so. Okay. Um, you made me lose my train of thought. Then Go you, ahead. Then say was that important? <laughs> it was exceptionally. But no, I'm saying it's about that. Drop some knowledge on if you. You were if, so. If you, I can't be bad cop. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing stuff with them to make me come in and be bad cop. Right. So you had to be bad cop tonight because because Roman was arguing with me and you said I was letting it go. Yeah. So if if you're always a bad cop. I, how am I going to play bad cop if you're always bad cop? You got to be good cop so I can come in and play bad cop. I am good cop. Uh, no, you just but said not, you're bad cop. But not to the point where you are. See, my good cop is like, let's go grab some ice cream. What, what I did today, let me take you to a movie. I do that. Your bad cop, your good cop, excuse me, is like, let's have a Nerf gun fight in the house. Let's so why don't you want to take all of the really the nice blankets that we have that are decorative throws and make a massive th- fort out of them while we eat ice cream underneath a, a, a you know sixty dollar blanket. That is the stuff that you do that you that I'm never gonna do. I'm not gonna. To, I'm not to, gonna have a Nerf gun fight in the house. I'm just not gonna do it. You need to do that though. Okay, so and, and then when your son says, "Mom, can we play some more?" and you say, "No." And then he says, Mom, can we play some more? And you say, no, it's okay. We Let's go inside. And then he asks you again. Then I'll come out and say, God damn it, Roman, let's go inside. Oh, fuck. You went extreme. <laughs> <laughs> but you get my point, right? Yeah, you, like need to, you need to be able to. A ton of bass in your voice you on need, that one. You need to be able to do the fun, fun stuff, the kid stuff. Go relive your childhood a little bit with them. Because you said you won't ever like build a fort with them. I have built but, forts with the kids, but I'm saying like you, there are no rules with you. There are rules with there me. Are, there is like don't, don't get you, don't break your arm and don't end up in the hospital. That's the rule number one. That's that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> but what? Oh let them, you see, I think we have a problem with how we don't do anything that requires medical care. Yeah, is your have rule? Fun. Fuck like, me. I was okay. upstairs working today, yep. and, and you and they were outside doing something, and I heard you go outside three times. Yeah. They were in their courtyard playing, and you I heard you go outside three times and yell at them. I wasn't yelling, first of all. Well, it, I, sounded, like, it sounded like you were yelling when I was yell. working upstairs. So I could hear you guys all the way upstairs. So why are we why are we putting the kibosh on them having fun outside? Now, if something – I think I think one time was somebody was crying. Your daughter. Were, do you want to know Why? Because she was standing on top of her picnic table, and I asked her to get down, so I well, yelled at her. Sometimes she might have to to figure out how to get down on herself or by herself. Well, her way to get down tonight was face first, so she broke your rule of requiring no medical care. Like honestly, I think. Okay, here's the thing. Here's what we need to do. And I think it always comes maybe down we, to I don't this. Know, maybe we get some opinions from people that are listening. And yeah, can, maybe you guys can tell us how you Because obviously you we have differing schools of thought here, but we need to come to some common ground on how we're going to make this work better so you always don't feel like bad cop and I can step up and play that role. Because essentially I feel like this is either going to be something that we're hyper aware of and we're constantly working to like, I'm going to have to cue you and be like, all right, your turn. Like we need to keep like a fucking tally board and like tick it off every time that one of us is the good cop, bad cop. So we can even it out. But I also feel like we're going to have to be hyper aware of when we're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're just going to, maybe we'll try that. Maybe we'll just like try for like a week to see 
a, like a little role reversal and see how we do. That make, yeah. yeah, no, I, I think that's that's it's all compromise, right? And it, okay. and I'm not intentionally trying to make you into a bad cop. Kind of feel like not, you are, but I'm not. You know what it feels like? What's it feel like in the Lego movie with the good cop? Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> that's what it feels like. It's not nice. Well, what are you talking about? I'm just saying it's not but nice. I feeling. had that under control tonight, though, and then you came in and inserted your authority for no reason. I was fine. I was telling them. I inserted them, my authority. You inserted your authority for no reason. Fuck me. That's harsh. Okay. Yeah, so you, I was fine. They were they were managing. I you, was getting them. You seemed a little bit like the inmates were running the asylum. That's what it, it, it really so honestly. I have crazy children, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, yeah, you do have crazy children when your daughter's like yelling and. Telling us she's not living her best life because she can't sleep in the playroom. So, yeah. It was a little bit like the inmates were running the asylum. You seemed like you needed backup. Which was me. So why don't you let me try to handle it next time so I can play the bad cop and you don't have to come in there okay. and do it. Okay, you're right. So you need to pull the reins back on that. You're right. I'm going to. Maybe it's all about control. Maybe, will, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it is. Maybe... Oh my god, I think we might have just had a breakthrough. Holy shit. This might be an Oprah fucking breakthrough. Maybe it's my exhibiting control. And that's why. And maybe you're not as much as a control freak in that sense. That's what it is. It's my personality. It's my personality type. I think I think we may have solved the problem. This is a Eureka fucking moment. <laughs> Yes. Yes. You're very smiling. You're smiling right now. I'm very proud of myself. I I know what it is. Would you agree? I I mean, I think that's going to be just say yes. Because I think that's brilliant. Oh my gosh. We're going to have this all figured out in like two weeks. I I feel like, I feel like. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm so, I'm so basking in my epiphany. If you think like anytime that you think it's, you need to step in, just say, Hey, let me give. Let me I'm gonna wait, step out. Say, wait five minutes and see what happens. I'm, I'm gonna step so long out. As, so long as nobody's bleeding and yeah. nobody's. That's what we're gonna say. We're gonna. Got a when I arm. feel like I need to step in, I'm gonna step out. Okay. That's what I'm gonna do. All right. That's brilliant. That's that's what I do. That's a f- no. I did that. No, sorry, I did, I did that. Um. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's all communication. I, I got you, baby. See what we did? We just, like, talked it well, out Well, this has been something that's been a problem for a little bit of time. So you brought it up before, and tonight's, like, the first night that we've had, like, a... Full-out discussion like, about a full-out discussion on it. Yeah, but... Roman's, well, Roman's limit-testing more now. Like, he's he getting is. older. So he just, he has more of an opinion about what he wants to do. Yeah. He knows there's no school tomorrow. Well, it's Thanksgiving, so he, they're out of school. Right. So he's going to be... He's home a lot. And, uh... Yeah, he was kind of... He was trying to see how much he can get away with tonight. They see give him an thing. inch. You know what I'm saying? I know. So, that's yeah, I, think, I think we have a... We'll like try we, something. We've but had I think a breakthrough. For, your, for people listening, if you have any ideas of how you deal with this, we'd love to hear them because yeah. I think we'll take any... We don't have all the solutions and we don't <laughs> have all the answers, but obviously we have... Some things that we went into ourselves yeah. that we have to figure out and try to work through. And I think the good thing is that we talk about it, obviously, and it's going to continue to be a discussion because I feel like with parenting, just when you think that you've got it, they go through another phase and yeah. we start all the over again. The kids change and now you've got to... 
yeah. change with them. So they grow and learn, and we I mean, start all shit, over. Our daughter's again. gonna be four years old. Seven days. Seven days. Yeah. Yeah. Seven days from today. Holy mm-hmm. shit! Oh my yeah. god, I can't believe it's been four years already. Yeah. So yeah, well, that's one thing to be thankful for. We have a four-year-old daughter and an our upcoming four-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old son. Yeah. So I mean, she's changed. Even you know. You deal with, you learn how to deal with the newborn and all the sleepless nights and all the feedings and the diapers and then you go through that whole phase and then they like become a toddler and you're like, oh shit, you know, this is a whole new thing. We got to deal with them being mobile and all this other stuff. And then now three gone on four and she's quite the little fireball. Yeah. We've got, you know, all the stuff that she's dealing with and her little changes and you know, it's so relating she differently. Earlier, she said, like, I'm not talking to you. Or, yeah. I forget what it she was. Told she told me, said. no, earlier she said we were, I forget what we were arguing about, but she said, now I'm not going to talk to you. And I said, well, I'm still talking to you. And she said, well, I don't, I'm not your friend anymore. You're not my best friend. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And I don't want to hear it. And she like was, you know, stomping her little teeny tiny feet around the house yelling at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a little tyrant, like a tyrant. It's a little tyrant. Mm. but it's you know and then she comes back a few minutes later and she says mommy i'm so sorry and can we be best friends again right. you're you're my what she say you're the best mommy in the whole wide world or you're my best mommy mm. which doesn't make me yeah. feel that good since i'm the <laughs> only one <laughs> but we're figuring it out right. but we'll continue to just talk it out and you know deal with it the best way that we possibly can. I think with you and I, I mean, we look at each other all the time and go, holy fuck, how did we go from like dating to being to pair, to pair. like we went to a parent conference the other day and we both went, how the hell did we get here? I don't know. Weren't we just on a date? Weren't we just in the club? I feel like we were just out clubbing. Not that like doing double jack and double jack and, and cokes in and New Orleans. Fucking and... body shots and now we're like Let's go meet the teacher. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty <laughs> incredible when you think about it. So. Yeah. I wouldn't want uh, to do a fourth grade parent teacher conference with anybody else but oh, you. Thank you, baby. You know, it's like the whole. Well, I wouldn't want to be good cop, bad cop with anybody else but you. I would like to be good cop. You can be good cop, sweetie. I'd be that. You can be the Lenny Briscoe of this family. And for those of you who don't the know who Lenny is, Lenny Briscoe. Who's that? Law and Order. Jerry Orbach from Law and Order. Are you shitting oh, me? Oh, okay. I didn't know that was his name. Oh, my God. Never <laughs> oh, did I just date myself severely? You did. That like, two years you got on me just like, you. Uh, you're, you're, an, year and a half. Not two years. <laughs> year and a half. 20. Holy shit. You can be the Lenny Briscoe of our family, baby. Okay. I'm saying a lot. He's a, He's a good cop. Oh, okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's, all, that's my role play. It's not a role play. <laughs> Good cop, bad cop? Not with Lenny Briscoe in my head. No. <laughs> Two partners? A forbidden love affair? Yeah. Nah, I don't see that. No? No role playing? Not for that one. Baby. Sorry, What's baby. What's wrong with you? We'll keep good cop and bad cop in our parenting. We'll figure out some <sighs> other role plays for our other part of our adult life. We did do role plays. We did a role play last yeah, week. Yeah, we did. So we're going to switch gears real quick. Now you want to talk about that real quick? <laughs> talk about it real quick. That was really amazing. This wasn't on our agenda. It was not on our agenda, but you brought it up, and it was like, it's so funny because I thought about that earlier today, and I was like, we fucking killed that. That was amazing. 
So we don't role play very often. No. No, but I enjoyed it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what? What's wrong, honey? Nothing. So I think, okay, so here's the thing. So speaking about role play, one of the things that we like to talk about, too, is are you yawning? You're yawning. I'm getting tired. It is late. It is late in the in the p.m. here. It is almost midnight. All right. No, 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 no. Keep going with the role play. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to yawn. That's okay. So our role play last week was amazing because, and here's the thing with role playing, is that it can be, it needs to be spontaneous. Yes. Right? You can't really, you can't really play. You don't want to, like, get a whiteboard and, like. No, you you got to, I mean, it's got to be in the moment to a degree as much as it can, and it was pretty much in the moment for us, and it was pretty awesome. So so. it was super spontaneous, and we enjoyed it, and it added, like, a level of spontaneity to, it made, it made our lovemaking, like, intense. Mm. It was high. Right. I enjoyed it. Me too. You know what? What's that? I figured out what it is when we're role playing, though. There's a thing. This is the segue for this conversation. When we role play, I get turned on when you are the bad guy. You do. I do. I do. You know, because you're so sweet and nurturing in our everyday lives. You are. Like it'd be the bad boy? Is that what you want? Bed, yeah. There you go. That's a turn on. And I get to like relinquish some of my control. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed that? I do. Like, whenever we're role-playing, I tend to go for more of the submissive role. Because I'm not submissive anywhere no, outside no, of the bedroom. No, outside. So, did you notice that? Yeah, I guess that's a good... That's a... Shit, we didn't even think about that. So, that's a that's a good, pretty good point. We are fucking breaking down walls on this <laughs> shit. <laughs> we are having breakthroughs like a motherfucker. If this was a therapy session, this would be, like, the gold standard. There you go. Yeah. That's something, well, huh? Yeah. Isn't that I interesting? Think about that. Hmm. See how submissive I am? I mean, that's a good analogy as far as like mm-hmm. a comparison between how we are in our everyday life versus a role play where we kind of flip the switch and flip the script a little bit. Yep. I wonder if other people... Find the same thing. I'm assuming they do. You don't always. I, I guess think when you role play, you're you're kind of fantasizing. Yeah, and it's being a fantasy. It's, it's, it's a, interesting that our last one was very, <clears throat> very flip the switch based on a kind of good cop bad cop. So, you were the customer. I was the call girl. Yeah. Just call it what it is. Yeah. I enjoyed. I was a high end call girl she though, because I was I was in a nice bar, nice upscale drinking establishment, right? Yes, ma'am. So, I wasn't Ellen on the corner. Or anything. No. I wasn't, I wasn't a bottom. So anyway. Um, <laughs> you weren't a bottom hoe? I wasn't a bottom hoe. Um, yeah. That's, there you go. I think that's a role playing is a, a release of control. It's a switching of roles. Right? Yeah. For us. You're more dominant and then I become more submissive. And I think therein lies like. That's the trust and the intimacy that we've built with one another. Right. So I feel like I'm comfortable doing that. You're comfortable with me. And that comes from just communication and growth in your relationship and trust. Hmm. Good talk. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think. With no, that, I, I mean, yeah, I think that's. You know, we nailed it. I was. Killed I mean, that I, one. Yeah. I think the. Taking. 
the role play and making mm-hmm. it something. We don't do it all the time. Process no. it's, it's very. If you if not, you role play every rare, time you get in bed with your partner, yeah, yeah. that means you don't want to fuck your partner no. anymore. You're trying yeah. to fuck somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Can you be anybody but you yeah, every you, time we I, fuck? I, I, yeah, I need, <laughs> I need you to be somebody else just to get turned on. That's not that's not a good thing. But I, I think you know with us to do it like like we did like the last time. It was mm-hmm. it was pretty intense. It was a lot of it fun. Was. So yeah. Good, good talk, yeah. Garcia. Good job. Thank you. All right. With that, we will conclude this episode of Kegels and Kids. Please follow us on Instagram at Deidre Barksdale. And if you have any questions, always feel free to DM. And we'll talk to you next time.